welcome to the Lifting Lessons at Lunch, hosted by Calvary Baptist Church of Statham, Georgia. My name is Matt Dibler, and I have the great privilege of pastoring Calvary Baptist Church. This podcast can be heard every Monday through Friday at 12 o'clock. And now, here's our speaker for today. Well, good afternoon, folks, and welcome into today's Lifting Lessons at Lunch. We have finished up our summer of faith, and uh, not sure where we're going uh, from here uh, yet, but uh, today we're going to be talking about God's uh, promise of salvation. When we think about the promises of God, boy, we could you could spend probably the rest of the year on that, but uh, talking about the promises of God, in John chapter number 6, in verse number 37, it says, All that the Father gaveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I in no wise cast out. What a, what a promise. All that come to me I in, in what, no way will cast out. What a promise. All the promises of God has made, I think this has to be one of the greatest ones of all. Think of it as this. It is salvation from the penalty of sin. The penalty of sin. If you look in at Romans, in Romans in chapter number 6, Romans chapter 6 and verse number 23, you're familiar with that portion of Scripture, I'm sure. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. We Salvation is... Uh, you know, it is is the from uh, it is a salvation. It is from the penalty of sin. No penalty. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. It is free from the penalty of sin. It is also it is a salvation from the power of sin, not just the penalty of sin, but the power of sin. If you look in Romans chapter 6 again, in verse number 14, it says there, For sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but under grace. It has no power over you. It's not like it was before we were saved. We had no power over sin. I mean, sin would overtake us. Now we have the power over sin. doesn't mean we won't sin, but we have the power over it. Salvation has the power over it. So we're not bound to it like we once were. We have the, the we have power over it. And then we find in, in the book of uh, uh, 1 John, 1 John in chapter number 3 and verse 9, that we also, salvation is uh, from the practice of sin. Uh we don't practice sin. We have that f- uh, freedom of over the fact that not only the penalty of sin, the power of sin, but the practice of sin. It doesn't have a, a, a hold on us, and we have uh, we're we have that freedom there of the practice of sin. It, it doesn't. We're not bound to it like we once was once were once. I'll get it out. <laughs> not only. But it affords us great privileges. Think about it. It affords us great joy. The Bible says it's joy unspeakable and full of glory. 
uh, we have great joy. Salvation brings joy. You know, I've seen folks that had no joy, that just had no joy at all in their life, but yet when they were saved, it afforded them great joy. They had that joy that was unspeakable and full of glory. It's unspeakable. You just, it just, you can't hardly, you can't really explain it. You just have that joy. You have that great joy. You also affords us great peace. The peace of God that passeth all understanding. It affords us great peace. A peace that we didn't once have. That peace. You know, the Bible talks about, you know, when folks, when people pass away, it says we sorrow not as others that have no hope. Uh, we don't sorrow like those who don't know Christ. And, and because we have that peace of God that passeth all understanding, then it affords us great hope when this life is past. A great hope. As he said, we don't sorrow as others that have no hope. We have that hope of when we do leave this earth, to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. And so we have that great hope. And, and we have that hope of, of the Lord's return. And so we have a hope that uh, this world does not have. And, you know, when we consider ourselves uh, most blessed because we have this great salvation offered to us, it's so great salvation that we have. You know, it is a promised salvation. It's a promise. First of all, it's a promised salvation. God has never made a promise yet that he has not kept. He's never given us a promise that he has not kept. What a thought that is. What a blessing that is. That he's never made a promise that he has not kept. You know, many times you and I will make promises to folks. I, I try my best not to make a promise and not to keep it. I try my best. Sometimes it doesn't happen. Sometimes you know, we just, we've made promise sometimes and we just doesn't come through. We just don't come through with it like we ought to. But thank God that we, you know, we have that, that salvation. We have that promise of God that God made and he's kept every promise. You know, in the book of Joshua, in Joshua chapter 21, Joshua chapter 21 and, and verse 45, it said, there faileth not of any good thing which the Lord had spoken unto the house of Israel all came to pass. Not a promise that he's made that he has not kept. He says there that all of them came to pass. Every promise that he made came to pass. You look at Joshua chapter 23, chapter 23 and verses 14 and 15, it says there, uh, And behold, this day I am going the way of all the earth, and ye shall know all your hearts uh, and in all your souls, and not one thing hath failed of all the good things which the Lord your God spake concerning you. All are come to pass unto you, and not one thing hath failed thereof. Therefore it shall come to pass that as all good things are come unto you, which the Lord your God promised you, 
All shall come. God will bring it. The Lord will bring it to pass. What a blessing to know that all these things will come to pass. He'll bring it to pass. What a great thought. You know, he's promised it all who will come unto him. You know, he said in our text there that, that all that come to him, he'll not turn away. He'll not turn them away. You know, in the book, in the book of Isaiah, in chapter uh, uh, chapter 1 of Isaiah, in verse 18, he says, Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. What a promise that he's given to us. You know, he invites all. He invites all to come. He invites all to come. He tells us in the book of Isaiah in chapter 55, in verse 1 and 2, he said, Lo, he says here, Everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. And he that hath no money, come ye buy and eat. Yea, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do ye spend money for what which is not bread? And your labor for what which satisfieth not. Hearken diligently unto me, and eat that which is good. And let your soul delight itself in fatness. Listen, he invites all to come to salvation. He invites all to come. You know, the only reason some are not saved is that they will not, will not come. They just will not come. Folks, many of them, just, they just won't come. They won't come to the Lord. But, you know, that's on us. You know, he's, he's invited all. He says he's asked all to come. And listen, if we don't come, that's, you know, that's our own fault, folks. That's on us. You know, he tells us in John, in the, in the Gospel of John, in verse number, John chapter 5 and verse 40, he said, And ye will not come to me that ye might have life. Oh, listen, he said ye not come. What a, what a thought that ye will not come. I mean, listen, let's come to him. He's willing that none would perish, but all would come to repentance. What a promise of salvation. Next time we'll pick up with the rest of this. And God bless you, and have a great day.